Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 264 of the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what is going on, man? Well, it is another beautiful day out here in Tracy, California. It was near 70 today. It was a beautiful day. Compared to last week when I saw Noah's Ark floating by in those crazy <laughs> rainstorms we had, I have, oh my gosh, what is the the name of the lemon flavor? Lemon, lemon, dr- lemon drop? Is it lemon drop? Yeah. Okay. Lemon. Okay. Perfect. I was like, am I confusing that with the alcoholic drink? What's the lemon alcoholic drink? Lemon drop. Oh, okay. Both are named lemon drop. Well done, bang. So lemon drop bang. Powering me through the show today, and I figure I'd throw you a little curveball right off the bat. I'm ready. Okay. I'm thinking iconic figure images. So you know how baseball has the MLB logo? Yes. Which we've, quote-unquote, borrowed. Yes. For a fully posable logo. Mm-hmm. The NBA has a logo, mm-hmm. which we actually used a silhouette of the Hogan LJN on. Yes. As kind of an icon. Just wondering, Jeff, if there are any other figures that you could think of outside of the Hogan LJN that would be considered iconic. Not the figure itself, but the silhouette of it that as soon as you see it, you're like, I know what that is. That's one of the best figures of all time. I would consider it iconic. The Hogan LJN, I think, pretty much is undisputable that that figure is iconic. The silhouette, everybody knows it. Is there another figure out there from any manufacturer, from any line or series that you would consider to be iconic? LJN Rick Rude. Why do I talk to you? I mean, five years now, I don't even know why I still have these conversations with you. Wait, where did I go wrong? You always dumb it down. (laughs) James Frank is probably screaming at whatever device he's streaming this (laughs) podcast through. Okay, I'm not dumbing it down. I mean, that's a iconic pose and if you want to throw another one in there the shock master from mattel where he's upside down that could be one okay let's take this in another direction <laughs> what? i meant iconic in a good way jeff not iconic like wow that thing sucks uh let me see let me see um i'm trying to think of hasbro because people i i guess you could go brett hasbro any of the Bretts, because he had the same pose Yes, I would also say Undertaker if you're playing in the Hasbro domain because you look at the pose and you immediately know who it is, especially given the silhouette with the hat on it, right? Any Hasbro that had the Gorilla Press, whether it be Hogan or Warrior. Okay. And also sticking with Hasbro. Oh, I'm missing one. I know I am. Uh, Rick Rude? Yeah, well, Rick Flair, Rick Rude, yeah. No. No and no. 
Uh, the uh, Hulkster hug. That's another one that was iconic. Okay. Okay. I could I could definitely see that. I was thinking the Stingalube. Uh, yes, that's a good one. Because I would think out of all of the lines that have ever been done, any manufacturer, I think a lot of people's favorites is that Stingalube. Correct. Especially given that was his first figure out of the gate. And the way that Galoob captured Sting, it was so perfect. And it's a pretty iconic pose. You see it, you know exactly what figure that is. So I would say Stingaloob could be considered an iconic silhouette if you were doing a uh, like a figure logo. What about Mattel? And you know what's crazy is I was thinking today, Mattel is now in its 12th year of the WWE license. Now, Jax had it for, what, 15? Correct. 96 to the end of 2009. Right. So, so thir- 14 years. Mattel has had it for 11. This is their 11th year right now. So that's a pretty long time with a property. So would you have any iconic figures from either Jax or Mattel that if you slapped it into, okay, this is the wrestling figure logo, like the MLB logo, the NBA logo, right? Those are very iconic. You see it, you know exactly what it is. Is there any figure from Jax or Mattel that you could slap their silhouette inside of that frame and have that be the wrestling figure logo. Shockmaster. Okay, you're really stuck on Shockmaster. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, tell me another figure that you could think of from Jax or Mattel that would be a silhouette. like The Macho Man WrestleMania 7 defining moment. Okay, I will give you that. That's very true. That's the one I was thinking from Mattel. Okay, I will give you that. Maybe Finn Balor Elite 41 maybe but i think you're right i think you're right with the macho man i think that would be their along with the shock master would be their mlb nba logo yeah yeah i think again it's not my favorite we all know that the slim jim macho man san diego comic-con is my favorite mattel or any wrestling figure ever but in terms of the best figure they've done if you were to run a poll and in fact we have macho madness that figure's one and man loose you take a silhouette of it especially if you have the arms out and you've got the tassels hanging down that is such an iconic figure that mattel did that i think if you were to slap that into a design just the silhouette of that figure you've got a wrestling figure logo to be proud of so we've done the hogan ljn that is pretty much undisputable as probably the most iconic figure silhouette of all but I think Mattel, you got to go with the Macho Man or the Macho King, WrestleMania 7 defining moment. What about Jax? I don't think Jax really had that iconic pose from any of the figures. I mean, if you want to think about it, maybe the LJN classics that they came out with. But I mean, was there really one that stuck out to you? Maybe Shawn Michaels because you saw it everywhere. But is there really one that really stuck out to you? Hmm. I'm trying to think, 96 to 2009, what was, I mean, any of them, a Ruthless Aggression figure, uh, a classic superstars? I don't think there is one that would stand out. I don't know. I, I don't think so either. I mean, you could argue Series 8 classic superstars, Hogan, the NWO, because you had the feather boa that you could have stand out within the silhouette. True. Maybe. But I, uh, no, nah, dude, there isn't really a Jax one. You would have to look towards the LJN classics that they came out with in the classic line that's the yeah probably 
they weren't real popular figures. They were at the time, but they just don't seem to carry a lot of weight nowadays. But they had very distinctive poses. They did, like the Jeff Hardy with the double guns up. Right. So there is iconic poses in that one that you can make a silhouette, but if somebody saw it like walking by, they're going to be like, okay, I don't understand that one. But for example, the figures that you have previously named, Hogan, the Sting, any of those have that people would walk by and be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a Sting Galoob. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, I don't think we can name a Remco because they all have the same body. Correct. So essentially you're looking at the hair maybe, but maybe the Road Warriors could be thrown in, the Road Warriors Remcos, because it would be two silhouettes. You would see the shading of the dog collar. You could perhaps see the shading or the bump out of the chaps that they were wearing. Maybe the tag team titles. Possibly. Or Jimmy Garvin and Steven Regal. By the way, Steven Regal was a job guy on Wrestling Challenge. I was talking about that last week, how I love watching Wrestling Challenge and seeing all these job guys um, that went on to be something or whatnot. Steven Regal was actually in a tag team. I forget who he was facing in that match. But yeah, he was part of the uh, jobbing tag team. Now, what year was that? 86. Whoa, really? Yeah, dude. Because I think all the wrestling challenges are from 86. Very interesting. So that wouldn't have been too long after he lost the tag straps with Jimmy Garvin then. Correct. Very, very interesting. Okay, I don't remember ever seeing Regal on Wrestling Challenge, but wow, that's good info. I'm going to have to go back and check that out now. I'm surprised you're not all over the Wrestling Challenge on the network. You know what I've been watching a lot of on there is the old school Coliseum videos. Like the Hogan, the Warrior, the Andre, the Macho Man. Uh, British Bulldogs and Heart Foundation are on there. Those are two of my favorites. I've been watching a lot of those lately, and they've got most unusual matches, grudge matches. They've got the super tapes on there. So it's pretty deep. So when I go on to watch something when I'm not doing research for Drunk Wrestling History, I'm always watching those old Coliseum videos. But now that Wrestling Challenge is up there, it is something I'm going to dip into for sure. I've got Miami Cola running through me. Um, I could go through our plugs. But just do a Google search. We were just on, and when I say we, Celeste and I were just on the Chick Foley show. And basically, as I said on there, just do a Google search for Foley Posable Podcast. That will take you to our website. That will take you to our shirts. That will take you to our Podbean page. Just go onto Google and do a Google search for Foley Posable Podcast, and that will bring it all up. So you can also yell at Alexa. Well, I always yell at Alexa, but I mean, like, well, instead of, you know, hurling expletives at her, you can say, hey, Alexa, play Fully Posable. And guess what happens? Fully Posable plays. Oh, I always yell at her. I'm like, hey, set a timer for 10 minutes. <laughs> I bet you don't even say please or thank you. No, I don't. You're so rude. <laughs> She's an expensive timer. That's all she is. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a brute. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, just do a search for uh, Fully Opposable on Google. As I said, Celeste and I were on the Chick-fil-A show, and that was a lot of fun talking when we met in Orlando. Scott, we met them in Orlando, not Dallas, (laughs) to which I got called out for. (laughs) Again? (laughs) Yes. It was not Dallas. It was Orlando because we saw them (laughs) in line at Access, which I remember now, and then saw them at the WrestleCon with Sting. Colton, Marty DeRosa were there too, so that's always cool. That's always Well, a good to time. your credit, you were running a very high fever in Orlando, so uh, yeah. you have that going for you. It was just setting in at that time, and I'm glad they didn't catch it, so. 
Scott, did you do any toy spotting? Well, I tried. Damn you, Amazon. Saw on social media, the fan takeover, Ricky Steamboat, finally posted up to Amazon. So I ran to my computer, jumped on Amazon, threw them into my cart. I'm in the checkout process. I'm literally selecting the credit card. Suddenly, the screen changes, and I get a message stating this figure is no longer available. It's being removed from your cart. I frantically look up into the top right corner. Cart shows zero items. What? I refresh. The page goes, your cart is empty. I close out of Amazon. I go back in. Type in Ricky Steamboat figure. It is the first one that pops up. Cool. Let's go back in. I do add to cart. It goes to the cart screen. It says your cart is empty. I'm having G.I. Joe flashbacks immediately. I'm thinking I'm on target. So long story short or long story long, I didn't get the Ricky Steamboat fan takeover figure. I'm pissed. If anybody out there got a duplicate that they're willing to sell for cost plus shipping, (laughs) please let me know. I'm really, I'm putting out the, the signal out to the fig life here. I need help on this one. That was one that I had to have. And I'm hoping that it's like the Storm Shadow G.I. Joe classified that Amazon had the exclusive to where it went up multiple times. But I'm not super comforted by the fact that none of the other uh, fan takeover figures have popped back up yet. Not Seth, not Adam Cole, not Shayna Baszler, but those three I did not want. The Steamboat is the one I wanted and damn it, It was taken out of my cart. Dude, I was on the credit card selection screen. I picked it. I hit next. Gone. Gone. Your credit card isn't preloaded into Amazon? Well, we have multiple C. So I had to make sure the proper one was selected. Ah, gotcha. Yes, and Peyton has gift cards in there. So otherwise, it just defaults to user gift card. I can't do that. Yes, you can. So I go in and make some... Well... Now I kind of wish I would have and just slipped her a 20 and be like, hey, sorry about that. Because <laughs> maybe I would have gotten the Ricky Steve, but maybe it would have been the last one. But oh, dude, super, super disappointed. I missed out on that one. But I did get the Fortnite Snake Eyes crossover figure that was just released by or uh, for pre-order on Hasbro Pulse. I did get my hands on that. I went on today because I was going to put it into the new segment and I was going to give some information about it. Completely sold out. Is it really? Yeah, it's gone. Uh, it's coming out January 15th of next year. Oh. And it's already sold out. Oh, man. Uh, going yes. Going back to Amazon, man, I wish that Jeff Bezos guy would just step down as the CEO of Amazon. <laughs> well, he doesn't know what he's doing with these fan takeovers, that's for sure. <laughs> Hold on. I have news. Oh, Jeff Bezos just is going to step down. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, it's almost like he listens to Fully Posable and takes our advice. <laughs> I messed up with TakeOver. I need to forego billions of dollars. <laughs> Bezos, you cost me my Ricky Steamboat figure. You must be so embarrassed. Step down. You know what's funny, dude, is I saw the Fortnite figure and I'm like, it's no different than the the Hasbro figure. And I'm just like, I don't need it. And then guess what happened two days later? You bought it. I bought it. Good for you, dude. Collector's item. I know. And I was just thinking too, I was like, I don't need this. I don't need this. And I kept clicking the link that you forwarded over to me. And I'm like, I don't need it. And yeah, I got it. Well, I'm not a Fortnite fan, but I am a big Snake Eyes fan. He is my favorite G.I. Joe character. So I saw it. I don't play Fortnite. I don't like Fortnite, but it was cool enough for me to go ahead and pull the trigger on it. And now that it's sold out, cool. I've got a collector's item, a GI Joe item. I can stash away. I probably won't open that one. 
especially considering I've already got the classified uh, basic series one. I've got the exclusive that came out, the $40 one. That one's long sold out. So oh, I know. I'll, I'll put that one aside, probably the Fortnite one and the exclusive classified. I'll put those two aside, but cool item. It was cool enough for me to go ahead and pull the trigger on it. I liked it. I can do without all the crazy Fortnite weapons, but there's enough snake eyes there to overrun the Fortnite parts that are there. So still a cool figure in my book. What did I... Oh, so I was getting messages from people back at the end of 2020, and they were showing me their Jerry the King Lawler figure, the elite one that just came out. And everybody's like, man, this figure would have been figure of the year for me, blah, blah, blah. I got my Amazon package that had the Jerry Lawler in it. Uh It, It's a good figure, dude. It really is, but... I don't think it would have made my figure of the year of 2020 or even cracked the top five. Uh, would it have cracked the top 10? I think it might have cracked the top 10. Okay. Well, it's it's good to make your list this year. I may throw that in. It's, I mean, I'm expecting a ton of excellent figures coming out, but I do like it, man. I don't, as I said, I don't think it would have cracked the top five, though. Do you think that it's better than the Jack's Classic Superstars? Because that one is outstanding. That one's good, but you know which one I really, really like is the Hall of Fame one that came out a few years ago. Where oh, that was a good one. That yeah. was an excellent figure. That really captured Jerry from 83, 84. There haven't been a ton of Lawler figures done, but they've all been good. Even the old Bone Cruncher that came out was good. Uh, don't Don't say that on this show. Oh, dude. Don't, don't, don't ever say a BCA was good. Uh-oh. Uh, do you hear that? Sounds like people lighting torches. <laughs> Are those pitchforks being gathered? I think I can say it now. I think the uh, craziness for bone crunchers has calmed down. I, I don't know. I You know what? They were cool for what they were, and for a lot of people, that was the first figure that they had. That's what they grew up with. That would be like us with LJN. So I can't hate on that. I mean, were they perfect figures? Of course not. And Jax grew leaps and bounds from the Bone Crunchers. If you look at what they ended with versus when they started, huge difference. They got way better. But, you know, they they definitely hold a soft spot in a lot of people's hearts. And, you know, when you mentioned that Lawler coming from Amazon, I thought you were going to have a horror story about the box was damaged, the window was pulling off of the box. I thought you were going to have a horror story about how it was packed. I also got the China WrestleMania figure from Amazon with that comes Ah. with Rocco. Are you opening it for Rocco? I bought one to open, one to keep in package. The Rocco is, I hate to say it, but it's good. Kudos to Mattel. That's kind of a deep track. What's kind of surprising is no Road Warriors figures, but you're giving us Rocco and Paul Ellering? Like, what is this tease? What are you doing to us here? Give us Road (laughs) Warriors figures, man. If you can do them, give them to us. If not, somebody else needs to. Are you getting the Edge, Goldberg, and Shawn Michaels to complete the, the Paul Ellering? So I have two Sean's coming. I've got another edge coming, but I haven't been able to find Goldberg for a cheap price, which is surprising, but I'm hoping that also pops up on Amazon. Come on, Bezos. Oh wait, he's stepping down. (laughs) I'm hoping that the Goldberg pops up because I haven't seen those come up for a uh, decent price. Interesting. Look at you clamoring for a Goldberg figure. Mark. I I wouldn't say clamoring. (laughs) Clamoring is such a strong word when it comes to a Goldberg figure. <laughs> That's okay. I forgive you, dude. It's for Paul Ellering. I should probably just order Paul Ellering off of eBay, but he might be like 90 bucks or something. 
at the end of the day, it's a little bit cheaper to get the figures, I think. Yeah, probably. Scott, we have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, what you got for other news? Just two quick pieces of news, Jeff. And just when you thought you were out, they pulled you back in. NECA is doing a Marty Battle of the Bands figure. Comes with the guitar. It's outstanding as you would expect a NECA figure to be. But there goes your resolution that, oh, I'm only going to get these Back to the Future figures and I'm done. Leave me alone. Okay. I won't call you out anymore on that one. I knew it was going to happen, dude. I'm surprised you didn't get the Super 7 ones yet. No, I'm not I'm not getting into the 3 and 3 quarter. I, I, it brings back a lot of nostalgia to get back into the 3 and 3 quarter figures. But I'm really not into those figures. Like, I got a couple of the G.I. Joes and I'm happy that I got them. But at the same time, I'm just like, eh. You know what? I'm good on 3 and 3 quarter figures. Okay, so you've retired from the 3 and 3 quarter inch game. Correct. You're a 6 inch man now. <laughs> You're the scale of your figures. You like... You know, I'm actually more of the DC collectibles Batman figures. Oh, pardon me. You're a seven and a half inch man. I'm Look a, at you. I'm about more of a seven and a half inch guy. Oh, good for you. Thank you. Good for you. It's good genetics. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Toy Wizards has reported that Icon Heroes has acquired the rights to create merchandise for both G.I. Joe and Transformers properties. Toy Wizards goes on to state that they're guessing... The list of merchandise produced will be enamel pins, bobbleheads, and a very remote possibility of figures. So stay tuned on that one. But most likely from Icon Heroes, we're going to see enamel pins and bobbleheads of G.I. Joe and Transformers. Maybe, just maybe, action figures as well. And that rounds out other toy lines. Scott, I'm going to go over to some things that were on the Wrestling Figs message boards. This question came in from Nivro. Nivro? Nivro. N-I-V-R-O. He's posted a question to Steve. I love you guys. Really, I do. But there is no way anyone can convince me the Mania 6 Warrior won that poll, and it's not all rigged. (laughs) (laughs) Election fraud mania is running wild, brother. So apparently, I guess Steve came out and said that that was not the official announcement, that those Mattel uh, things were not pointing to who won. Okay, so that's confirmed. That's what Steve said. That's what Steve said. (laughs) But when I read you this answer, it's almost like he tips his hand. Steve said, the rigged voting conspiracy theory holds no water. There's extra work in planning and running the polls, plus their gears looks that myself and others on the team have publicly said we wanted to win losing. If there was thought of needing to rig it, we just have a straightforward line and release whatever gear the team and WWE decided on with no voting element. (laughs) He shut that down, didn't he? Yeah, but basically he tips his hand right there. It's like, instead of saying, well, how do you know that WrestleMania 6 won? He's basically tipping his hand, at least in my opinion. Yeah, but I'm with Nivro on that. I mean, I don't think that there was any sort of, you know, rigged thing going on here where Mattel wanted that figure again. But I'm with him on the fact that, and I even said it last week, I really don't want another Warrior WrestleMania 6. I mean, if you don't have one in your collection yet and this one comes out, cool. Absolutely, you should pick it up, especially being that it's going to be an Ultimate Edition. 
But after the Jax Classic Superstars, which was outstanding, after the Mattel Legends, twice, that was outstanding. What more can you add to it? So I'm with him, but I hear what Steve's saying. I totally think that he's right. But I think you're right too, Jeff. Maybe he was tipping his hands. So we are getting an Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania Six Ultimate Edition. I have to throw in the word allegedly. Allegedly. Also, one thing that we forgot last week, there is actually four WrestleMania Six Ultimate Warriors. There's four. There, the one we were missing last week, the Warrior and Hogan Jack's Classic 2-pack. Ah, yes. That's right. Now, was the figure itself different? I didn't have it, that 2-pack. So I don't know if the figure inside was any different from I the know. Series 1 Classic Superstar. Ooh. I have to. I, I don't have a picture in front of me, but I know that he did have on the orange. But I don't remember if the ch- the chest face paint was there. Next question. Ten up said, "Hey Steve, made a few threads regarding this matter, so I'll address them here. Number one, what are the chances we get more figures in street gear? This would be great for outside run-ins, free agents, debut, promo, etc." Steve said, "You'll see some sprinkled in." Question number two. Will we ever get head sculpts with molded shaded glasses? Steve says, I get the impression Bill isn't a fan. Maybe in basics if a new head is needed. Number three, can we get basic rings without the annoying spring mat or other gimmicks? Steve says the basic ring will most likely always have some sort of play feature. And number four, more territories like NWA, ECW, WCW rings. Steve says other rings could happen with the right retail opportunity. Very cool. So he's saying Toys R Us needs to come back, see? <laughs> they just closed, dude. I don't think that's happening. Damn it. Horrible <laughs> timing. F you, COVID. Next one comes in from Old Man. Old Man said, Why can't you get Bret Hart and Mrs. Head halfway decent? You have had 10 years, and they are still mostly trash. That is okay. a that is a quote unquote. He is an old man, if you think about it. So like, get off my lawn. I'm an yeah, old he's man. Telling, yeah, he's telling Steve, get off of his lawn. But he's not wrong on the Brett. But there's a way to ask a question. And there's a way to look like a troll. That looks like a troll. If you're actually having a conversation with Steve on the boards, is that really how you want to ask it? Like, do you really want Steve to come back and answer more questions? Or do you want him to be like, well, these guys are rude. Come on, man. Be better than that. Well, I, I guess you could go, um, Steve, um, I, do you like, um, uh, do you work on Brett's head? I mean, it's not the greatest. Um, <laughs> is that how you do it? Is that how you ask the question? <laughs> Wait. Wait. Were what? you impersonating me? No, that's not you. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> no, you would be. I won't a, take offense. You'd be a mark and like marking out Steve, like that type of thing. Oh, that was an impression of me. <laughs> That's an impression. That's like you chasing after Bray Wyatt. Bray! <laughs> okay, I didn't chase after Bray. He walked past us in a crosswalk. To which you immediately made a beeline back towards him, yelling, Bray! That type of thing. That's aside from the fact. <laughs> and let's not forget, you were right behind me. Like, hey, Scott, yell at him for me so I don't have to look like a total asshole mark. <laughs> uh, thank you for bite- taking the bullet on that one. Yes, no problem. So to this old man's question, I've worked on the line for three years and I've never had to sculpt a head since I'm on the business side of things. I hope that answers you on why I can't get Brett and Mrs. Heads decent in 10 years. Thanks for the question. 
boom, Steve drops his mic and hates the figure fandom forever. Because people ask a-hole questions like that. Stop that. Knock that off. Have some respect, man. Come on. Can we go back to 10-Up's question? Yeah, absolutely. When he said street gear on guys, I think he was referring to like the last two or three series of classic superstars. How Jax was like just basically throwing everybody in alternate gear. Like, hey, let's put jeans on this guy. Hey, we have a shorts mold. Put it on that guy. Yeah, we've got John Cena jorts. Let's throw that on Brett. Brett wears jorts, right? Yeah, we can make that happen, right, guys? Isn't it Chinese <laughs> New Year? So I'm not a fan necessarily of street gear. I don't know that I would buy a guy in street gear. But here's where it gets cool is if you are a figure photographer or just for display purposes or even for kids that want to have that backstage environment or parking lot brawl like always happens in NXT, that's where it would be cool. So I need to get over my own collecting habits when I see these questions and I'm like, absolutely not. And think of it from like a kid or a figure photographer that would actually be able to use that figure to their advantage, either through play or photography. So good question. That was a good question. Molded sunglasses. I don't know if I'm a fan of that. Only because if you have the capability of making the sunglasses removable, it's it's kind of a win-win, right? You get the look of the sunglasses being on, even though granted they don't always fit properly, but you get the sunglass look on and then you can pop them off and hey, there's there's the regular head. Unless you're old man and it's on Miz or Brett and you're argh, shaking your fist. Um, <laughs> I don't know that molded sunglasses are the way to go. I could see it on a basic like Steve said, but on like an elite figure, I don't think they think that there's any excuse for having a molded sunglasses on the head, unless it's the alternate head, then that might be kind of cool. So I, I could see like an alternate head popping up in an elite package that would fit his uh, 10 ups. Second question. As Steve said, he gets the impression bill isn't a fan, but maybe on an alternate head. So it's not entirely out of the question. So you have an elite with two heads, you know, the main one, fine, have it be regular, but then the alternate it's got molded sunglasses because the sunglasses that come with the figures don't always fit right. So solid question regarding the other rings. Huge fan of that. Big fan of that idea. I think that maybe something like the ring skirts could come in handy. So you could change out ring skirts on the ring, but an era specific NWA ring or an era specific ECW ring, I think would be incredible. That would be very, very cool. And that's next level from simply changing out a ring skirt. So those are some solid questions by 10 up there. Very good questions. Scott, go moving along to AEW. The grade out rendering pictures were shown of Unrivaled Series 5. Ooh, I'm like that Shaq meme or that Shaq gif right now, dude. Shaking your shoulders, got your (laughs) lips pursed. Big fan of these. This is where they're getting me. So the rare figures will be Mox and Hangman in the series. They did show out the gray out rendering of Jungle Boy. They did show out the grayed out rendering of Luchasaurus, Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. Now I'm the gif of the fat cat heavy breathing. <laughs> These were outstanding, dude. I've got, I mean, even in a grayed out sculpt, you got to give it up to Jazzwares. And we said, okay, you're not a fan of series one. Give it some time. Look where they're already at on series five. You know, we raved about Series 3. Series 4 looks great. And here we are with Series 5. They are just knocking out of the park right now. Now, granted, 
We need to see the finished product because we all learned our lesson from American Alpha a few years ago from San Diego Comic-Con. But these look great. I'm so happy Scorpio Sky is getting his first figure. It's going to be even better if it comes with the AEW tag titles for him and Kazarian. That's going to be awesome. But dude, Luchasaurus, when they first said we're getting AEW figures, I think he was the first name out of both of our mouths that was like, that guy is so toyetic. He needs a figure. He's got to have a figure. He is going to just jump off the pegs if they get him right. And given where they're at with Series 5, you got to think that figure is just going to be a home run. And I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up on my top 10 list for 2021. We actually have breaking news. They just announced Series 6. Cody Rhodes. Oh, good. Good. Cody Rhodes. Oh, excellent. Another Cody Rhodes. Dude. This might be the best series they've done so far. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They haven't announced Series 6. I was just joking. Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> Pharaoh Rhodes. <laughs> and, as of yet unnamed, Baby Rhodes. <laughs> that Stop will it. be the uh, the chase figure. Moving along to Nerds Clothing, they showed off the prototype of the Jay White figure. They Basically, it was black tights and his hand sculpt. So... It looked Noth- unfinished to me. It looked way unfinished. Again, it's the prototype, so... Yeah, there, there's going to be more being added to it, but so far, it's good. It yeah. looks good. I mean, it's definitely capturing the spirit of a Hasbro. So, well done, nerds, for your first figure out of the gate. Kudos to you guys. And in the biggest news of this past week, Scott, it was the unveiling of the prototype of... Alex Wright from Figures Toy Company. Alex Wright will have the black jacket that Alex Wright used to wear. Black leather jacket. He will be in red trunks. Got my trunks and tights right this time. Very good, Jeff. You're catching on. It's only been five years. Thank you. Thank you. I'm starting to get there. Red knee pads and black boots. One of the best sculpts so far that FTC has done. Yeah. Standing ovation, guys. Seriously. Chris, you and your team... You knocked it out of the park, dude. Give yourselves the good old Barry Horowitz, you and your entire team. That might be, I mean, the Tomatonga is up there, but that might be the best figure and the demon figure as well. That might be their best one because the demon had face paint, Tomatonga had face paint. This might be their best non-face paint figure. It's outstanding, dude. The jacket is great too. So what you're saying is, is that it is the best unpainted figure. Yes, the best non-face paint figure. Okay, there we go. Yeah, it's outstanding. And the soft goods jacket, it's what you'd expect from FTC. They absolutely kill it on their soft goods. But I think sculpting-wise, this is the best one they've done so far that did not have face paint. Again, Chris, you and your team just knocked it out of the park, dude. Awesome job. That rounds out the news, Scott. We do have a little bit of listener. What do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk to them. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. Scott, the first question comes in from Miss Aaron Quinn. Hi, Jeff and Scott. Hey, guys, it's Aaron Quinn from down here in Austin, Texas. Congrats on five years and 14 days of podcasting at excellence. Thank you, Thank very you Aaron. Much. I want to ask a question that plays off a number of fantasy fig fed cards you guys have booked over the course of the show. Now, it's easy to say that you would have Randy Savage Hasbro Series 1 fight Sting Galoob or put Hasbro Demolition against Doom. But what if you didn't have those figures? Here's the challenge, Scott Toon. 
book a figure fed super show using Remco, Galoob, and Hasbro figures. However, no one you use can have ever held a major championship, World IC US Tag Team. Let's see what you come up with. I'll give you a prime example. How about a technical masterclass between Mr. Electricity, Steven Regal, it's the second time he's been on the show, and, <laughs> and Virgil. Have fun. <laughs> she actually put <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, thank you, Aaron, for your question. So, Scott, dude, this I'm going to just name this show Mr. Electricity, Steven Regal. <laughs> I, I think it's fair at this point. So remember I was talking about how on the WWE Network, I watch a lot of the old Coliseum videos. One of the series that they have on there is the Super Tape. Oh, yeah. So for the purpose of Aaron's question, we're going to call this Mediocre Tape. <laughs> Me- <laughs> I think that's fair, right? Because they can't have held any major championships. So no tag team championships, US, IC, and so on. Heavyweight Okay, so I'm naming this show Mediocre Tape now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is a good one, dude, because Aaron's right. Every time that we book something like this, it's always Macho Man and Hogan and Savage, or Macho Man and Hogan and Warrior, Steamboat, Undisputed Era. It's all those guys, right? So now we're kind of having to dig a little bit deeper in the barrel. Go deep track almost here. So Okay, man. so let's kind of pick apart people that haven't, held championships that have had figures. So first one that comes to my mind is Jake Roberts. Okay. Jake's. Yeah, that's great. So he'll, man, given the purpose of this exercise, I think Jake is our headliner and he's taking on Nord the barbarian. Okay. So we have Jake series one Hasbro against yes. the Remco Nord the barbarian. <laughs> this has gone from mediocre tape to suck tape. <laughs> Were you quoting Spaceballs almost? Almost, yeah. <laughs> almost. Yeah, you were almost there. Hmm. Okay, I, man, I can't pick any Galoobs, right? Because Doom held the tag team titles. Yeah, Z- Zink and Pillman. Um, Pillman, multiple championships. Zink was the U.S. tag team champion. Yeah, Barry Windham. Arn, yeah. Has, Arn has held the tag titles. Yeah, TV title. Uh, Rick and Scott Steiner. Scott Rick. <laughs> Scott Rick. Rick Scott Steiner. <laughs> Stoner, Stoner Brothers. brothers. <laughs> uh, they have held tag team titles and championships. Doom, Sting, Flair, Sid. Uh, Eligante. Oh, okay. We're going to dip into the UK. All right. Wow. Wow. Okay. So we need Eligante to face Mr. Electricity. Literally, we're, we're going to have 20 people at the show. And here I thought I threw you a curveball at the beginning of the show. <laughs> here comes Aaron with the biggest EFIS pitch ever, and we're totally whiffing on it. <laughs> okay. Maybe we can mix it around a little bit to make oh, the Oh, dude, card- I got it. I got it. El okay. Gigante. Uh-huh. El Gigante versus Giant Gonzalez. Oh. <laughs> it's like the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. <laughs> Okay, let's think about it. Is there a tag team that we could, like, four guys that we could put into a tag team match that could win our geriatric belts or our uh, our terrible-looking belts? Yes, we could take the Bushwhackers. Great call. Yeah, we've got the Bushwhacker Hasbros, and we can pit them against Terry Gordy and Buddy Roberts. Um... 
They did, technically held the world class championships. That's what I was going with. But that was they did not have figures from world class. So technically they never held the AWA tag titles. They never held the WWF tag titles. Okay. I see what or, you're doing. Okay. And it was only Michael Hayes that held championships in WCW or NWA. Okay. I see what you're going with. Okay. I like that. Okay. Uh, any other matches we can throw together? Uh, let's, let's dip into the UK galoob. So we're thinking big Josh. Okay. Didn't big Josh hold a U.S. tag title? I think he did. Okay, so we can't even put a big... God damn it. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes is out. The Freebirds are out. Freebirds yep. being Hayes and Garvin. Correct. Okay, let's kind of think over Hasbro. My um, goodness. Duggan never held a title in WWE, right? No, but he held the US title. Ah, uh, in WCW, yeah, he did. Wow. This is a lot harder than you guys think, man. When you have to take that championship catch in there. Okay, My okay, goodness. okay, okay, okay. Ludwig Borga. Oh, against Baron Von Raschke? Oh, boom. Okay. Are we still booking this or can we go home? (laughs) (laughs) Aaron, does this satisfy the question? We need a follow-up. Does this satisfy the question? (laughs) (laughs) And then we could just add more matches next week. This is like some mediocre tape, isn't it, guys? As I said, it's gone from mediocre to suck, dude. This is a Spaceballs <laughs> reference. No, but it's a great question, though, because it, it really makes you think who held championships and who didn't. Uh, well, actually, now that you think about it, would the million-dollar title be considered a major title? But DiBiase held the tag titles. I'm talking about Virgil. Oh, no, that was not a major title. I wouldn't consider it to be. It was a secondary title that wasn't recognized Yes, it changed hands, but eh, I would not recognize it as a major WWE championship. It was just pretty. Okay, so since going off of your, this person didn't hold a title in this federation. Yes. Or hold a title in another federation that is pretty big. Although I think Terry Gordy won a tag title or a belt in in Japan, but... Well, he held the WCW tag titles, too, with Steve Williams, Dr. Death. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so we need further clarification. Does it have to be a figure within the line, say, at Hasbro, for example, like take Hasbro Duggan? Duggan never held a WWE title, so are we able to use him? Even no, though he held the WCW title. No, I think we can't I can't. We can't rule that in. So, Because I, I was going to say Luger never held a title at WWE. Correct. But that I don't think that... I think Aaron wants us to basically think outside the box of people that didn't hold a major title like that. Okay, so who's Bigelow going to face? Abdullah the Butcher? Yeah, that's a great match, actually. Yeah, I would watch that. I, I think we should put that as our main event. Although, main, okay. Uh, although I would really be interested in seeing Giant Gonzalez versus Eligante. <laughs> How did they pull that one off? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of smoke and mirrors, my friend. A lot of smoke and mirrors. So maybe we should put Jake against Virgil or something like that. Have be, have that be the opener. Ew. Okay. Ew. Ew. Jake versus Warlord. Okay. Great call. Excellent call on that one. Man. Right. I would I, not buy tickets to that show. <laughs> I would buy the tickets just to get autographs and then leave. <laughs> Actually, younger me, like early teenage years, me would totally rent that mediocre tape. <laughs> and I would probably rent it 18 times and love it. 
mediocre tape that is hilarious can somebody um, please put together a pay-per-view a photoshop pay-per-view poster of mediocre tape <laughs> like in the vein of SummerSlam or wrestlemania with all of these great matches on there aaron that is a fantastic question great job that was that, excellent that was a lot of fun actually that is so the opposite of what we normally do. That's why I loved that question. I, you know, I'm going to be thinking when we're done recording, because I don't look at these ahead of time, nor do you. Correct. I'm going to be thinking, I, I guarantee it, I'm going to lose sleep tonight. I'm going to be laying in bed, going over the entire roster of Hasbro, Remco, and UK Galoobs. There weren't many of them. And I'm going to start putting together matches in my head. There's probably going to be a follow-up next week. Don't be surprised. That was the best I could do on the fly. I'm sorry. Aaron, thank you so much. And that was without looking at any phones, any checklists, anything like that. That was just all off the fly. A lot of fun. Good question. Excellent question. That was a lot of fun. Thank you again, Aaron. That was a lot of fun. Scott, next question comes in from Justin Summers. Let's see what Justin's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. Potentially could be eating this in under the wire, so it might be pushed to next week. So... I got a quick question for you. We've talked a lot about food and huge thank you to Jeff for getting me the recipe for the goddamn it Gales. Haven't got a chance to make them yet, but I'm looking forward to it. And snacks, treats are what I want to talk about. When you go to a movie theater, you remember back when we could do those? Yeah, those were, oh, those were the good old days. One of some of my favorite times, but back when you could go to a movie theater, what was your snack of choice? You're going to the concession stand. What were you getting? Or maybe what were you illegally bringing in? For me, I'm not huge on popcorn. I can eat it, but it's not something I crave and it's not something I get every single time because it's kind of a money waster, especially if you don't eat the whole thing. So I normally skip that. But one thing I love is a Coke Icy. That is hands down my drink for going to the movie theater and... What I do, and it's a nice, simple little thing you can do, is get the Coke Icy mixed with the Cherry Icy. Get a Cherry Coke Icy. It is really good. When it comes to snacks, I've had many over the years that have been my favorite. I was a Snowcaps person for a long time. I do love me some Swedish fish. I don't think I can buy those at my theater, and I don't bring them in. But the one snack that I love, and I will sneak it in from time to time, because you can't buy it at the concession stand, and that is Dots. It is not a very popular candy, but it's one of my favorites. So, what is your movie theater concession stand snack of choices? I will take my answer off the air because that'll be my time. Once again, thank you for everything you guys do. You guys are great. Can't wait to try that recipe and have your pets spayed or neutered. Later, guys. Justin, thank you for the question. You weren't kidding about coming under the wire. We were literally starting the listener segment and Jeff's like, oh, I just got Justin's question. Dude, you slid into home. You were safe. Great question this week. I love it. Just a suggestion. Super Bowl is Sunday. It's a great day for snacks. It's also a great day for GDG. So I recommend making that one for sitting around watching the Super Bowl. You will not be disappointed. Trust me. Movie snack of choice for me, Red Vines. And I'm kind of still a little kid because I bite the ends off of the Red Vines and it becomes a straw for my Coke. Yep. So that, I've never given that up. That's always been a thing for me. I love Red Vines. 
That is one of my favorite candies. My favorite candy overall, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. But for a movie theater, it's all about Red Vines. Now, you talked about sneaking in food or snacks. Jeff, do you remember those old starter parkas? Now, not the ones that zipped all the way up the front that were super beefy, but the super beefy ones that had that flap on the front that had the team name on it. Yep. So I had an Atlanta Falcons one. And that big flap in the front that had the Falcons name on it, you could pull up that flap. It was held on by Velcro. Underneath that flap was a zipper. And that had almost like a kangaroo pouch on the front. And the thing was deep and the parka was already pretty beefy. Dude, I used to sneak Jack in the Box inside the movie theaters. I'm talking (laughs) two ultimate cheeseburgers, two orders of fries, and you buy the drinks at the theater because you don't want to be a total scumbag, right? (laughs) That was the move back in the day. That parka was multifunction because I was warm and my belly was full. So that was my sneaking in food all-time greatest moment. You don't want to be a total scumbag? No, you buy the soda there. Don't be a total jerk. Show some respect. <laughs> I'm a popcorn, and if the theater has Diet Pepsi, I'm a popcorn and Diet Pepsi guy. If they don't, then I just get regular water. I guess I'm playing Jane over here, but it's one of those, like, I love having popcorn at the theater. Get the extra butter, because butter has no carbs, so that's good. That's butter. It's delicious. Right, exactly. Um, And you can go a little pinch of salt, but not a whole lot. But it's funny too, because I've never been a candy kid. When I do eat candy, it's Twix, Snickers, uh, Three Musketeers. Those are the candies I like, but I don't eat them often. So back in the day, we were going to movies all the time. It was special guest Sean, a friend of ours named Kevin. Dude, they were packing jacketfuls of candy and red vines because they didn't want to pay the theater prices, right? Yep. And we would just walk in, and I I swear, they were just laying out a buffet of food, dude. (laughs) I'd be like, hey, can I get a red vine? And they'd be like, get your hand out of here. You didn't sneak anything in, you jerk. That's why you don't ask. You just take. (laughs) No, I guess I'm just playing, dude. It's always been popcorn butter and a little bit of salt with uh, a Diet Pepsi. If you don't have Diet Pepsi, maybe a Coke Zero if you have that. But if neither of those, I always go water. So you know the movie theater out here, Jeff. They have a butter machine where you add your own butter. (laughs) What? Yes. So once the person in front of you is done removing their face from underneath the dispenser, because they like to (laughs) wheeze the butter, you walk up with a straw, right? Stick the straw inside the popcorn, put the other end of the straw up to the butter dispenser, and now you're layering your own butter inside. And then, of course, you put a whole bunch of butter on the top. Look, my teenager, my oldest daughter. Oh, God, she's not a teenager anymore. That's right. Very old. I have a 20-year-old now. (laughs) She's the one that taught me that. She goes, what are you doing? You're just putting a bunch of butter on top. Get a straw. Like I'm some sort of savage. And here she is showing me how to layer butter inside of a huge bucket of popcorn. The kid (laughs) took it next level. It was impressive. What's more impressive is the butter dispenser at the theater. I'm like, you guys trust us with this? Really? You're going to leave butter around us like this? And they did. God bless them. It's hot butter. It's delicious. There's something about a butter dispenser where you put it on yourself. Oh my goodness. So good. I'm not a big popcorn guy either like Justin, but when it's hella butter and salt, I'm there. 
Did anybody else picture Barney from The Simpsons just laying under the butter machine and just, you know, like wheezing the juice type thing? <laughs> I was picturing more Encino Man, but I like the Barney reference. Ah, th- thank you. And Justin, you say it every week to us, but I'm going to say it back to you. Thank you for what you do and sending in questions and putting on wrestling cheers. Fun times answering your questions and fun times always talking to you. So thank you, Justin, for sending in your question. Love you, Justin. Scott, next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Last question of the week. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly submission. This week, I wanted to give you guys my thoughts on the latest AEW wrestling figure news. Santana and Ortiz were two figures I saw coming soon. Aside from this magic crystal ball I got from a discount store that I used to see into wrestling figure future, we did see a reveal of Santana and Ortiz figures a while back from AEW, so I figured they'd be coming soon. Assuming someone isn't pulling our leg with AEW Unrivaled Series 5 leak, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus figures coming up makes sense. I did see an interview from Luchasaurus that his figure was in the works, and I'd imagine Jungle Boy isn't too far behind him. Considering the fact it's been ages since Kazarian got a figure, I'm glad to see him get one after all these years. Hopefully Lance Archer will follow. Assuming that Unmatched becomes the new basic line, I hope they keep the articulation the same as Unrivaled and make it basic in the fact that you're only getting a figure with Unmatched while with Unrivaled you're getting clothes, heads, and other stuff. So those are my thoughts on the AEW news. If you have anything to add, please feel free to do so. P.S. I was wondering when Scott was going to bring up the He-Man argument again. <laughs> Last time he brought it up, we were allowed to go into stores with having to wear a mask. Scott, what is the He-Man thing? Oh, dude, don't make me go into it again. Scott, go into it. Okay, I'm going to make this super brief for those of you who have already heard the story a million times. I apologize. This is all Jeff's fault. <laughs> He-Man, the line, the toy line died in part because they stopped making the basic He-Man figure that was released right off the bat. They were releasing all these other really cool figures, and yes, you got variants of He-Man later with the battle armor and whatnot, but there were quite a few series that came out with no He-Man figure. So He-Man is the root of the line, but you don't have the hero to play with because they've released all these other figures. So you're buying all of the villains and the other good guys, but you don't have the hero of the story. That's part of the reason that the line faltered. So that's the He-Man story. And in a nutshell, that's why we have seen so many Cody Rhodes figures. Thank you very much. Now, regarding the AEW figures, um, I I like the lineup of Series 4. I like the looks of the figures for Series 4. As I said last week, Ortiz is going to be probably cracking my top 10. That will be the first AEW figure to crack the top 10. We'll see when we get them in hands because we all know, we all know, the Chad Gable syndrome we got going on. Correct. But we will see what we have in hand and if that cracks the top 10. Series 5, I am excited for Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. That's Those are the two figures I'm so stoked for. Jungle Boy, a West Coast guy out here, seeing him numerous times at All Pro Wrestling, seeing him at, uh, I think there was another one called Wrestling Revolution I've seen. I think it's Wrestling Revolution. I met Jushin Thunder Liger there. Anyways, seeing him on those shows always puts on a good show. I'm stoked for that. So a lot of good stuff coming from AEW. I'm hoping the improvements are there. Some people said skin tones were still off with Unrivaled Series 3. Again, we don't have them in hand, so we can't say for sure if that's true or not, but hopefully they do get better. 
Yeah, I think that they definitely will. And Jeremy's even acknowledged that. He said that there have been some misses and it's a work in progress. They're listening and they're fixing. And I've said it from the jump. Jeremy's the guy you really want leading this project. He's very passionate about his figures and the product that he's putting out. So who better to head this whole thing than Jeremy himself? He's going to admit when there's a mistake. He's going to admit when there's fault and he's owning up and he's saying, we're going to fix it. And from what I've seen so far, they're listening and they're fixing. So I'm really becoming a fan of this line, Jeff. It sounded like it was going to be your toy biz. When it first fired off the first two series, I was like, oh boy, here we go. But it was more of a stay tuned and see what happens. And it's definitely getting better. I look forward to as the line grows, getting play sets and more rings and uh, sky's the limit, right? And now you've got to kind of go into a little bit of wrestling talk. You've got NJPW entering the picture with AEW. Kenta just showed up on Dynamite. You've got Impact still having the partnership with AEW. That only strengthens the brand and hopefully in turn strengthens the figure line. So good things ahead for sure for Jazzwares. Scott, that is it for the listener. It is time to go back in time to WWE Elite Series 4. I think it's time to go back. Let's go back. Way back. We're going back in time for nostalgia. Scott, it's time to talk about WWE Elite Series 4. What you got? Yes, sir. WWE Elite Series 4 from Mattel. First figure, John Morrison. He was in black and red tights, red fringe on his boots, a red fur soft goods coat, and sunglasses. Probably, if you were to rate all of the elites that have been released from Mattel... I've got to imagine he'd be up there in a lot of people's top tens. Uh, absolutely, dude. The only thing I didn't like about the face, it was more squared off like Quagmire. Or maybe like that was a jaw that was meant for Carlito where he's okay. chewing an apple. But overall, the jacket makes the figure. The body, the tights, it looks good. Obviously, they have done way better John Morrisons in the future that that we will talk about one day when we get to this Elite Series that just came out. Right. But still one of my favorite figures. Yeah, outstanding. Super job by Mattel on that one. Next up, Kofi Kingston. He was in black sweatpants, soft goods. They were in the Jamaican flag colors of yellow, green, and black. And underneath the sweatpants, he was wearing green trunks and green boots. Next up, Big Show. Or in this case, Huge Baby. <laughs> Yikes. He looked like a giant baby. He looked like a giant baby. He was in a soft goods blue two-tone singlet. And that's about all I have to say about that Big Show figure. <laughs> there have been a lot better. We'll just leave it at that. Next up, Kane. Black tights with red barbed wire accents on them. He had a chain shackle accessory with cuffs at the ankles and wrists and a black towel accessory over his head. The sculpt on his face was incredible. He had kind of like a twisted smirk, looked almost evil. So great, great cane figure. Jeff, you mentioned last week or the week before how many good cane figures there have been. And this is definitely one of them. Oh, this one's definitely up there as far as best cane figures. Hands yeah. down, the towel, the shackles, it's 
definitely one of the best Kane figures ever done. Yeah, for sure. I love that it's got him uh, handcuffed at the wrist and the ankles and the chain is wrapped around the waist and runs from the wrist to the ankles. Great look. Inside the package, it just, it looks like an evil figure. Well done, Mattel. Next up, Finley. And he is in his one-sleeved leather jacket with a metal piece on the right shoulder. He comes with also a shillelagh accessory. He is in a green singlet with purple boots and he's got a scowl on his face like he's pissed off and ready to fight. Next up, Chris Jericho. And man, I mean, next to the Big Show figure, it doesn't get much more basic than this. It's Chris Jericho. There were purple and blue variants of this figure in regards to his tights and his boot or his trunks and his boots and a microphone accessory. And that's Chris Jericho, Series 4. So basically, we know that all of the budget for this series went into John Morrison's coat. Yes. Uh, Kane's shackles. And Finley's jacket. And Finley's jacket. That's where the budget went to. Yes, they looked at Big Show, Kofi, and Chris, and they're like, nope. <laughs> Kofi, you get pants. That's where we're drawing the line. Now, granted, soft goods does cost more of course. than, than yes. the Polly Pocket style, but... yes. Yeah, we all know where the budget went to on this. <laughs> yeah, Series 4 was all that red fur coat. Good series, though. I mean, from top to bottom, it's good. We we ripped on the Big Show a little bit. Not a shining moment in Big Show figure history, for sure. Just go look at the figure. Um, not much to say about it. The Jericho, you look at later Jericho elites, like the List and the Light Up Jacket. There have been better Jerichos, for sure, with better accessories. But the Kofi was great. The Morrison was maybe a top 10 elite ever. The Finley looks really good. So from top to bottom, very, very solid. And the Kane, oh my goodness, great Kane figure. Did you notice that they were posing them in the way that they would do their entrance kind of, I guess you can say entrance posts. For example, John Morrison had the right arm up. So yes. when they do the slow-mo cam, when they do the slow-mo for John Mo, you know, they, <laughs> you know, that the cam catches him well anyways when he has his arm up that's the way they posed him in the package and they actually had done that in previous series for example the christian had yeah. his hand hand up like that and the miz yeah. i was talking about previously in series what was that three i think yeah like he's he, doing he, a strut yeah he was doing that side thing that he did and then he would do his pose but i noticed that they did that with quite a few of these figures yeah yeah a cool touch especially if you're an moc guy like you and i both are jeff it's a really cool touch when you've got him displayed so I heard next series for series five, it was going to be Cody Rhodes. Oh, good. Co Cody Rhodes. Oh, dude. Cody Rhodes. Oh, the, I can't wait to talk about this one. As Bill and Steve, or sorry, Bill at the time, he already knew what was up. He set the uh, playbook for Jazzwares. <laughs> the chase figure is going to be Stardust. <laughs> uh, now going into the eBay listings for John Morrison. As of today, today is February 4th, there are five on eBay ranging from $160 to $374. Oh, you better sell that GameStop stock. Kofi Kingston, there are two on eBay, one at $40 and another at $80. Baby Big Show in the blue soft goods singlet, there is one on eBay right now at $75. And again, we just pull the carded listings without shipping shipping is always going to add some dude there was some shipping that was like 25 bucks within the within the u.s and like the figure is already going for like 160 bucks i'm like 185 dollar figure 
I don't know if eBay still does it, but they used to cap shipping with certain items. And I thought action figures were part of that. Like you couldn't charge more than like 12 or $14 or something like that. I've seen some as high as 21, some as 15 within the US. Ugh, Evil Bay. Kane, now there are a lot of loose figures on eBay, but none carded. Same goes for Fit Finley. And Chris Jericho with the microphone, four on eBay ranging from $95 to $150. Do not pay that. No, way better Jericho figures than that. Exactly. I mean, unless you're trying to complete your Series 4, but there's way better Jerichos. Exactly. That rounds out Series 4, but I'm actually kind of curious. When is Wrestling Toy Tracker going to put Elites up? Oh, good question. Very good question. Considering the age of the line now, definitely warranted. That would take up all of his bandwidth. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So as I said, that does round out the show. And I mentioned it before, but check out Wrestling Toy Tracker. Check out the card and loose prices of... Here I go, Scott. Revving up the motor. Read the list. Stick to your script. Actually, I don't have it on here. I know. You wing it every week, actually. It's very impressive. Thank you. I actually impressed myself. LJN's Galoobs, Hasbro's, Remco's. Sorry, Remco's are not on there. Do not look for Remco's on there. I'm sorry. See what happens when you wing it? Just Toys Bendems, <laughs> Defining Moments, and Retro. So if you want to check out the carded or loose prices that they pull from eBay every three months, check out Wrestling Toy Tracker to see if you are getting a fair deal. Scott Egomoss. Yes, guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Egomoss. You can find them on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore Check out all of the great properties under their umbrella from DC, Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek, and of course, WWE. They've got a killer line of statues of past and present superstars of the WWE universe. Great packaging, great statues, and when you subscribe to their service, they will send you a great looking display ring that comes in two pieces to display those statues in. Again, Eagle Moss on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. I want to throw it back to the podcast buddies. As I mentioned earlier, I and Celeste, or Celeste and I, me and Celeste, Celeste and me. On this episode of Jeff Gets Nud. <laughs> Celeste and I, Jeff, for the record. <laughs> oh. Well, not me. Not not me. Celeste and you. Oh, but I thought You it was should Cele- say Celeste and I. That's I thought it was appropriate. Celeste and Scott. No, it was not. No, it is not you. It is not no. Okay. All right. It's like that episode of Friends when Joey accidentally proposed to Rachel. <laughs> you didn't good mean ep- to. It was an accident. Good Good episode. She didn't need to say okay, by the way. But also, we want you guys to check out the Chick-fil-A show where Celeste and I were on. Very good, and you can Thank you. You can listen to that episode this past week. Celeste and I talk about wrestling fandom. We also talk about previous shows from this past week. When you met them in Dallas. No, Scott, that was Orlando. Very good. You passed the test, sir. Well done. For the first time in 41 years, I was paying attention to you. <laughs> Wait, what? Did you say something? <laughs> uh, but also, ch- check out the Chick Foley show where Marco, Seth, and Sheena had Celeste and I on. Also, check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour along with Breaker's side project. I was about to say back to the Nintendo. That is not the side project. I thought you were going to say his side piece. I'm like, whoa, hey, don't call Breaker on this show. Shame on you. Breaker's side project. You know it's fake, right? Also, they just had Power Hour Pro Wrestling this past week. It was called Cupid's Revenge. 
Eric and Barry lost the tag titles. Unfortunately, it was not to us, Scott. You and I were kind of in this uh, four-corner... Sorry, not four-corner. I'm sorry. Four sets of four battle royal thing. Anyways, oh. we lost. Anyways, we lost. It's because it's you're a horrible partner. No, we weren't even partners. You were in the first block of four. Then they did the next block of four, and I lost. Uh, we lost. You're still a horrible Ooh. partner. You should have won. I, I agree. I've been we, saying this for weeks. I agree. I am horrible. We are terrible together. Yeah. Maybe I should start team with GBM. No, don't team with GBM. His debut match ended horribly. Oh, no. Yeah. Stay away from the GBM. I hope you're okay, GBM. <laughs> Anyways, check that out on YouTube. Power Hour Pro Wrestling. Check out Doing the Favor. They have a wrestling show and a sports show, which is pretty entertaining. I can't wait for baseball season. Also, check out their website where they've got the UPC SKUs for BrickSeek and PopFinder, if PopFinder is working. I haven't checked it in a few weeks. Check that out. Also, check out their podcast on iTunes. Check out Wrestling Cheers as well. Justin Summers has a fun, fun show talking about Northeast Ohio independent-based wrestling. And I was on there a couple of weeks ago, Scott. It was a lot of fun talking to Justin. You're you're supposed to uh, be hitting him up here shortly. Yes, I will be on his show very, very soon. So check out Wrestling Cheers. You can do Google searches for all these shows. RJ over at Ringside Rant. RJ and I were very sad about the Bills losing. We didn't talk about that last week, Scott, but RJ and I were sulking. Aww. I was yes. pulling for him, dude. I watched the whole... That's the first game I've watched all season. And the last game you watch all season? Nah, we're probably going to watch the Super Bowl, if only for commercials and something to have on TV while we eat a ton of food. Are you having a party or a get-together? No, not at all. Um, I would imagine it'll just be us four in the house, and we'll just gorge our faces. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's a good time. And then the football <laughs> game is just something to have on while we stuff our faces. I like it. Yes. So again, check out RJ over at Ringside Rant. I also want to shout out... Our good buddy Rucker and Marty over at Boot to the Face. Eric Arana, Roy Lucher, and myself do a show on Lucha Libre figures. And we talk about one person and talk about their figure over at Lucha Libre Figures and Facts on the Lucha Central Network. And Scott, you got drunk wrestling history. You're going to be doing more shows here. Yes. In fact, uh, you mentioned today is Thursday, February 4th on tomorrow, Friday, February 5th. We are recording four brand new episodes that are going to drop sporadically over the next few months. But this past Friday, we did not have a new show dropping. However, this coming Friday will be the ever so popular Valentine's Day episode. We all remember how last year's Valentine's Day episode went. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I still have yet to live that one down. So, in the fine tradition of Drunk Wrestling History Valentine's Day episodes, we will have the new one dropping this coming Friday, February 12th. You'll definitely want to check that one out. It should be a lot of fun. We are going to discuss on-screen wrestling couples. But, aside from that, if you like wrestling history and you love it being told by drunk people, well... You'll love us, Drunk Wrestling History, on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk, where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Didn't you say something about you loving Lars Sullivan or something like that on the... No, I can 100% guarantee that those words were never spoken on the show. 
but uh, there might have been some mention of Pete Dunn. But uh, let's move on, Jeff. What else? Uh, what else do you have to say? I also want to shout out Marty and Sarah love wrestling. Marty and Sarah are two great people, and Ryan Buds over at Trivia with Buds. Scott, are you headed to Taco Bell right now? <sighs> okay, so you caught me. It's either going to be Taco Bell or it's going to be Jack in the Box. I have yet to decide. But it will be one of those two. It might be Jack in the Box because I actually had Taco Bell last night. I don't know if I'm feeling strong enough to try Taco Bell two nights in a row. No, who am I kidding? It's probably going to be Taco Bell two nights in a row. Okay, and what's your meal of choice? So I'm probably going to get the bacon chalupa meal and upgrade the two crunchy tacos to two crunchy taco supremes. And call it good. Because if I eat too much, it's going to be heartburn when I go to sleep. And that's just horrible. So I think I'll just keep it. The bacon chalupa and two crunchy soft ta- or two crunchy taco supremes. And what's on the menu for Super Bowl Sunday? We don't have it set yet. That's the beauty of it. It's all kind of up in the air. I think we're going to decide either tomorrow night after I'm done recording Drunk Wrestling History. Because I'll have at least a very, very good buzz going. So I'll be hungry. So I'll create a hell of a menu. Or we'll just decide <laughs> when I'm sobering up and want really greasy food on Saturday. We'll create the menu. Either way, it's going to be amazing. Uh, will there be pizza? There most likely will be pizza, yes. Will there be wings? Uh, for Shannon, most likely, yes. You know, she tries to stick to that keto diet, and she'd be doing a hell of a job on it. And kudos to her, she gave up smoking. Oh, wow, congratulations. Yes, she's doing incredible. It's been a little over a week, and Shannon's just one of those people, when she's determined to get it done, she gets it done. And she gave it up. Super proud of her for that. And she stays on her keto diet. She's doing incredible. And so kudos to the wife for that. So in those words, I just want to say, yes, there will be wings for Shannon on Sunday. There's a great place in Tracy. They are not a sponsor of the show, but the owner's a hell of a guy. Also a Yankees fan. And the name of the spot is Wing Yard. They are the best wings in Tracy. Dare say, Jeff, the best wings in Northern California? Uh, you, dude, you would have to do like a road trip up north all the way down doing hit, hitting wing spots uh, to make that claim. I'm throwing wing yard in the mix, dude. They're the best wings I've had. I mean, granted, a lot of it's, a lot of it's been chain, Hooters, B-dubs, wing stop. But this place, dude, it's hella good. Hella good. That keeps it NorCal, see? You know what's funny, dude, is like next time you come down to hang out, I want to take you to the second best taqueria. Oh, cool. So I'll be in the same uh, boat as Steve from the PPW podcast. Correct. Oh, I forgot to shout out uh, Steve over at PPW. He's going he's gonna to totally call me out on this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember when he called you a dick that one time? He's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. They just had their show this past week that was on St. Valentine's Day Massacre. So check that out. Steve's going to be pissed at me. <laughs> Again. Again, yes. And it's funny, too. I have him down on my notes. I don't understand. But anyways, <laughs> but there's a wink place here in San Leandro that I want to take you to as well. They have some killer wings, dude. Okay. Like, this might be compared to your wing yard. So I hella want to take you to this place. Okay. I'm I'm always down to compare and contrast pizza, taco stands, and wings. So I'm in for sure. All right. Cool, cool, cool. And with that, we will round out. Oh, Scott, who are you picking in the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Ooh, tough one. 
how do you bet against Tom Brady? Mahomes is great. Mahomes is going to be Brady's level when he's at that stage of his career. But man, Brady. You know, I'm a Montana guy, Jeff. Grew up watching the 49ers. Watched Montana win all of his Super Bowls that he was in. Never lost. You can't say the same for Brady. But Montana did change teams. He went to the Chiefs. Montana never won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. I'm going to say it, and I hate to say this. If Brady wins with the Bucks, I will begrudgingly admit that Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Only if he wins with the Bucks. If he loses, he's still underneath Montana in my book. Despite having more rings? I don't care. He's lost <laughs> he's lost Super Bowls, dude. He lost the big game. You know, Montana never did that. Montana, when he got to that stage, he won. He won handily, too. So, yes, there were close games that he was in, but when he took the field, you knew it was game over. That dude just had it. Brady's lost Super Bowls. So, in my book, Montana's the GOAT. But if Brady can do it with the, the Bucks, Montana wasn't able to do it with the Chiefs. So, I'm going to have to tip my hat to Brady. And I hate doing it, but, you know, those rings and those facts, they speak for themselves. I will say that Chiefs are going to win it. They, uh, they're they just too strong of a team. Their defense is solid. God, they're uh, good, aren't they? Watching them against the Bills, dude, you thought, so, okay, Bills are up by what, 9 or 10? And right. then here come the Chiefs. You just you couldn't stop them. It was just like they were a, a train rolling through, man, and there was nothing you could do. Watching the Niners Super Bowl last year against the Chiefs, you had that same feeling. Mahomes took the field, and it was like, oh, crap. And he, <laughs> he torched them. He, to- yeah. he took that game over in the fourth quarter. He's he's a special kid, man, that Mahomes. He's yeah. something else. But it's Brady. It's Brady. If Mahomes can knock him off, dude, now you're starting to put Mahomes in the GOAT talk. Kansas City's just too good. Kansas City wins. Uh, oh, I think yeah, the sp- they're an outstanding team. I think the spread is three and a half, and I think they cover. Uh, okay. Okay. Are you putting money on it? No, not at all. <laughs> you're not that confident. <laughs> Not that confident, no. So, Scott, for episode 264, anything else? Can I do roll call? (gasps) I forgot about roll call. It's almost like you don't have a script in front of you. Oh, yeah, roll call. (laughs) There it is. Yes, of course. As I do every week, want to throw it out to the great, the amazing, the super talented, the man himself, Jason Wolf. That man is doing custom Hasbro figures. That man, this past Friday... In case you weren't paying attention, like I tell you to do every single week, is doing a Heart Foundation-inspired Jim the Anvil Nightheart, where you can have your choice of the bulky head, the new one that he did, or the traditional Hasbro skinny head. He did an all-new sculpt from scratch, because that's the way Wolf rolls. Hopefully you were paying attention. Hopefully you got one. Jeff, I believe you are purchasing one to put next to your Brett. Yep. It's a great looking figure, and I've only seen the rough copy of it. Oh my goodness. Hopefully you were able to get your hands on one, but that's why you gotta stay tuned to his social media at the art of Jason Wolf. Give him a follow across all platforms. He will update you on what's upcoming on his custom Hasbros. Cause believe me, if you're a Hasbro collector, you want to know what's up. He has the best customs out there, bar none. They're amazing. But you gotta also head over to his website, because if you want some artwork, he could take care of you there too. Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. Get in touch with the man, buy some artwork, follow his social media at The Art of Jason Wolf. And Jeff, of course, I want to throw it out to Tim 
on Twitter at a chair shot has an upcoming podcast. It's due pretty much any day now. Can't wait to hear it. It is called pulling up a chair. Can't wait to see what Tim is going to bring to the table, but it's all about the wrestling figure collector. You guys listening to the show. It's all about you. He's going to do interviews. It's going to be a great show. I can't wait to hear it. Tim waiting on you to drop it, buddy. Pulling up a chair with Tim on Twitter at a chair shot. Give him a follow. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. So, Scott, for episode 264, I got it right this time. Anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay six feet apart. Big Lash 2016. And happy toy hunting. I would like to thank everyone for tuning in to episode 264. Remember to spay and neuter your pets, as Justin Summers said. Yeah, I see that face you're giving me. <laughs> it's not going away. Justin, you're just encouraging him, dude. Fuel to the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag big life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully hosable. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.